Hey everybody, it's Katie. And it's Dory. And this is the Big Shot Marketing and Design Podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about social media and how it can help propel your business, no matter if it's big, small, medium, whatever size. As a woman older than most of the social media stuff that's out there, this is one that I really struggled with when getting into business. So I'm very grateful that I had a younger companion. <laughs> companion. You know, when you're, when, you're, when you're older, it just... You know, you need companions. We, you do. Yes. And and she doesn't like it when I call her my partner because evidently in her generation that means something completely different. Um, so either way, um, I'm very glad I had her with all of this. Social media is huge for our business. Um, it's huge for our clients. But it's something that I am completely lost in 98% of the time. Um, half of what we talk about today, I, I don't even have. I don't know how to use um, so this is going to be, this is going to be a learning experience for all involved. I'm excited to so learn. It's always more. good to have somebody. Yeah. It's always good to have somebody that, um, you know, is going to ask the questions that people are wondering, you know, cause I'm on another podcast with engineers and I have no idea what's going on and I'm just kind of sitting there asking the questions that normal people would ask. So that'd be perfect. Um, so yeah, pretty much, you know, what is social media? Who has it? Who needs it? Who wants it? The answer is everyone. Everyone needs it. Every business needs it. But where a lot of people tend to stray or just kind of misstep, I would say, is um, they don't know, one, well, the first thing, they don't know their ideal client. So they're not really sure where to, like, their entire social media strategy is kind of stumbling along and just existing. And if you Um, don't know your ideal client... Please go back to our first episode. I was like, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say last week we talked about what that is, so we're not really gonna hit on that too much. Um, but the first step to good social media with a purpose is knowing your ideal client, because that kind of starts the steps to everything else. Um, so another thing that people kind of focus on with social media is likes and going viral and being super popular. Um, one thing that we tell our clients a lot is likes don't mean money in the bank. So don't worry about, oh, let's do this one thing, let's do this or that, and then we can go viral and we can do cool stuff. Like, don't think about the next cool idea. So following like trends is scheme. not something that you need to focus on. Well, if it fits into your brand and it's, you know, it's good content, then cool. And but, relevant, you know, if you have, yeah, if you have like, like, for instance, what was that, the um, the ice bucket challenge, like, however long ago, like, 10 years ago? And let's say somebody has, like, a refrigerator company, and that's really popular again. Then that would be cool to be like, oh, our freezers are so cold, let's do the ice bucket challenge. Like, that makes sense. But, you know, if it's doing the latest and greatest TikTok dance in your refrigerator company, it's probably not going to do a whole lot for you. <laughs> Um, but so it's, it's more of like, don't think about repeating what you're seeing on your social media, because chances are you're not the target audience. 
kind of going back to that ideal client. So, oh, I see this and this and that, so I'm going to do it. Well, the people who are actually buying from you might not want to see that. Um, but definitely for sure, no matter what type of company you are, you should have social media on any channel that you can put it on. I mean, what we're, I mean, Big Shot is on, gosh, LinkedIn, Twitter, Pinterest, uh, Facebook, obviously, Instagram, YouTube, um, definitely not TikTok. Uh, yeah, like pretty much Google for sure. Duh. We kind of treat Google My Business as its own little social media thing. But we're on like 10 different platforms. Um, so just kind of casting a wide net and being as many places as you can because that means that your brand is on is also in a lot of different places. So if your brand is ever Googled or anything else, then you're going to appear on multiple websites, and that's always good. Um, but I guess, you know, the first, I guess the first thing when it comes to really getting started with your social media strategy is um, finding what type of voice you want to have for your company. So, you know, like, how do you want your company to be perceived? Do you guys want to be playful and fun? Do you want to be informative? Do you want to be inspirational? Um, what do you want to look like? And that all comes down to, once again, what your ideal client wants to see. So, like, for instance, let's say you want to be playful. One of the social media accounts I see a lot is Duolingo, which I don't have, but it's a, I guess it's a language app. And they do a lot of TikTok videos. I guess they're pretty popular on TikTok. Um, and they do a lot of Instagram, Twitter, all that. And all their videos are funny. They have their, well, they try to be funny. They have their uh, mascot on there and he's, or she, I don't know, the green bird is doing funny stuff and whatever else. So that brand is playful. And they do a lot of stuff on TikTok because they're an app like a cheap language learning app and a lot of their target audience is that um like gen z millennial type thing um kind of i guess it's kind of like rosetta stone i don't know <laughs> so the gen z's redid our rosetta stone yeah yeah I, that's i don't know i think it's more i don't know it's been around for a while but i haven't actually heard of that before like duo oh really no. yeah it's all over my tiktok i don't my know my tiktok <laughs> is um like Strictly cute animals. Ah, yeah, yeah, I like those. Really curated a good algorithm. Yeah, there. I did. It's a great algorithm. <laughs> I can spend hours on it and learn absolutely nothing. But uh, I really like the animals. So, yeah, the animals are cute. Well, yeah. So another example of voice is educational, and that's one that we do a lot uh, for a big shop marketing and design. So um, another brand that does really well with it is actually Sephora. So they will show a picture of certain types of, and Sephora, if you don't know, is a huge uh, chain of stores that sells high-end that one I do brands. Know. Um, yeah, <laughs> not you. I mean, you know, <laughs> um, but they'll say, oh, here's a tip for the perfect like wing eyeliner and it'll show step by step and educational stuff. And the reason that works so well for them is one, a lot of people love makeup tutorials. Those have been popular for a really long time. 
and they can watch, people will watch that tutorial, think, oh my gosh, the secret is Kat Von D's liquid eyeliner. That's why I'm not doing winged eyeliner good enough. So then they'll go and they'll buy this $50 eyeliner, which makes Sephora more money. So by the educational steps that Sephora does, it basically shows you can have perfect this if you buy this and this and do all this stuff. So, you know, depending on the type of voice you want to do can really like affect and point your clients in a different way. Like we do a lot of tips for I'm totally, but I mean, what do we do? We do marketing, blog writing. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, we do tips for like, uh, um, why you would need to update your website, the importance of SEO, mobile layout, yeah. SEO, pay-per-click, what all of this stuff is. And, you know, it's good information that people can use and move on, or they can see the information and say, okay, I want to learn more. I want to do more. And then they might you know, then they'll purchase stuff like services from us. So educational is another great voice. A lot of our clients use educational as well, um, just in terms of the service industry, you know, like how to clean out your AC unit. How often should you um, clean out your water heater, which we just recently realized. What happens if your water heater is leaking? (laughs) Yeah. What happens if you don't clean out your water heater? so there's most of our clients use educational because it's because that's just the industry that they're in um you can also do inspirational i mean there's tons of voices you can use so like adidas will do inspirational like go and grab that day you're amazing go do it but do it in our shorts go buy our shorts and then run a marathon it'll be great you know so figuring out what your voice is and what you want your quote-unquote like branding to be um, is a really important step for social media, I think. So one of the things that I've been struggling with all of this is what platform to actually use, because I feel like a lot of these are all aimed at different age groups. Um, for example, when I started Facebook, you had to have a college. You started Facebook? I started it. No. You started Facebook. Shut <laughs> I up. I thought that was Zuckerberg. Nope. Oh, my God. I just let him you have all the credit. You heard it people. <laughs> when I joined Facebook for the first time. There it is. Yeah. Okay. You had to have a college email address, and your college email had to approve Facebook in your college. And so when it happened, we were so excited. Um, but now I feel like <laughs> Facebook is something completely different. I went off the grid for a good number of years between then and now, and I have no idea how Facebook works. Um, I, I really, but you're still on I, it. I'm right? still on it. See? I scroll through yeah. things that I don't care about. I did learn how to uh, silence people because back when I started, you just had to like delete them, but then they would know. But now you can silence them and they don't know, <laughs> which is awesome. Um, or like unfollow them. Yeah, yeah. Unfollow their. Yeah. For the record, what Dory is, is not like sixty-five. I am years not. Old. She I is am not, not sixty-five that old. years old. It's like she she is in her thirties. <laughs> There's no reason why she shouldn't know how to use Facebook. But here we are. Um, I can post. Um, I can post. But for example, like TikTok, I had no idea. Uh, Katie actually got me into TikTok and my animals um, on TikTok. YouTube. <laughs> YouTube, I literally just go to for um, educational videos to figure out how to do stuff. I feel like there's more to it than that. I, I don't really know. So what what platform should people pick and what age groups do each of these have? Are there age groups? I'm assuming there's got to be age groups. 
Oh, for sure. Well, I mean, not to keep beating this dead horse, but find out who your ideal client is. Figure it out. Is it somebody in that's 55 plus? Then, okay, let's really target most of our content to work best on Facebook. Um, so Facebook, for instance, has, I'm pretty sure, I don't know, I'm just guessing, has like the most active users on it. Who knows? I don't know, but there's, there. let's see, I think it said there's 1.3 billion active monthly users. So like a seventh of the global population is on Facebook. And I mean, that tracks. it's also the, yeah, I mean, it's also the widest age group that's on there. So you have like 18 to 20 year olds all the way up to 65 plus. So you've got the kids that are graduating from high school or going into college and then you have their grandparents or great-grandparents that are watching everything that they're doing so there's a huge wide array of demographics on facebook um i know that if you were to ask like my younger cousins that are like 15 16 they would say ew i don't use facebook it's horrible teens i guess don't use facebook um but also teens are poor so who cares about not a great ideal to them client. at the moment yeah, I mean, especially if you're, if you're a roofer, <laughs> or HVAC, or you're like Plumbing, selling hot, like yeah. you know, yeah, like you're missing, you're missing the fifteen-year-olds. Fine, like you're not really their, you know, their parents are there, so the people with the money are there. Um, but yeah, Facebook, I think, is the, in my opinion, like just from social media marketing over the past like almost ten years, it's really the the best bet in terms of reaching um a really good demographic of people that will buy things and um instagram instagram is a little different so it instagram also limits the type of posts you can put on there so with facebook in your caption you can put links like hey we're having a sale throughout this weekend click right here to shop now you can't put a link in an Instagram caption. That's just the way it is. I don't know. And unless you like pay to boost it. So what we're talking about in this episode is just organic social media stuff, not social media ads. So just putting out a post and having, you know, your clients or you, your friends and family share it organically. You're not paying for anything. Social media marketing isn't just attaching your credit card and letting Facebook go crazy. So, um, but really, yeah, if you, I would say wherever, whatever your ideal client is, whether they're a teenager or 65 plus, you should form all of your content to fit best on the platforms that they're on. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. So like, still be on all the other platforms, but you're not gonna spend all of your time trying to make TikTok videos when your main demographic is on Facebook. Correct. So it doesn't like really switch back and forth. Um, yeah, so Facebook is a pretty good catch-all kind of social media platform. Instagram, that's mostly 18 to 49 year olds, and 49 year olds kind of pushing it a little bit. And Facebook you and know, Instagram like, are pretty much one now, basically. Well, they're owned. Yeah. yeah, they're owned by. You post on Meta. one, and it asks you if you want to post on the other. So, it you kind of kill two birds with one stone there. And exactly, like you can download, I believe the app's called Business Suite, and you can make one post, and it'll automatically post to both 
from your business page. So you don't have to worry about opening all these, you know, both of them separately and making your post two different times. So that is convenient. And that's kind of where they were going with it. Because Instagram does have a lot less users than Facebook. Um, and I, I find that it's more difficult to grow... Like, for our clients, it's more difficult to grow the Instagram side than it is to grow the Facebook side. I feel like Um, Instagram is a lot more, depending on what type of content you're putting up, Instagram is photos. Like, you swipe through Instagram and you're just seeing photos. If I go onto Facebook, there's photos, but there's also highlighted content uh, where you don't really get that with Instagram. They put something on the bottom. So I guess it also depends on how you're getting your content out there. Yeah, and really driving traffic to your website. You know, like looking back at what your goals are for social media, if you want to share something and you want somebody to see your post and then click a link to go to your website to buy something or read something or sign up, whatever it is, Instagram is more it's more difficult because in your caption you can say click the link in our bio, which it's really the only way, and the users have to click on your profile, then click the link in your bio. Whereas on Facebook, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, all they need to do is click the link in that caption right there. And me personally, if I say, oh, go to the link, if I see, like, as a user, go to the link in our bio, I'm like, ah, it's too much work. You know, it's two extra buttons. Yeah. You know, so it's kind of like, eh. So it's just easier conversion-wise and collecting leads to get people... Um, from Facebook or other area or other platforms f- organically. Now ads, you know, obviously if you pay for the ads, you're going to have that button on the Instagram post, but we're not really talking about ads too much. Um, YouTube, the YouTube is also a really, really good platform that has pretty much everybody on it. Um, YouTube is interesting though, because some people will have an account and like you, you have an account and you watch stuff on YouTube. Mm-hmm. You don't post anything. No. Same with me. Like, I, I'm constantly watching funny YouTube videos or series of stuff. You know, what's it? Makeup and murder. I love it. But I don't post anything. So that's kind of the different demographic with YouTube. Um, I mean, we mainly use YouTube. You know, we post the our podcast episodes on YouTube. We also um, share private videos to clients on YouTube that only they can see. Uh, but we don't really... You know, we're not a heavy poster on YouTube um, in terms of conversion. But like we said, we're still on there because you should at least show that you exist and be in as many places as you can. But we're not really, a, aside from the podcast, we're not really a content creator company, you know, or and you have quote unquote influencers, you know, like Bailey Sarian and... I cannot think of another single name. I watch a bunch of videos, but I don't know the people. I really like the girl which tiptoe the 175-pound tortoise. I don't know if that's on YouTube. I have never heard of that. Oh, my gosh. It's a great thing. (laughs) Um, I don't know what she goes by exactly, but just Google tiptoe the 175-pound tortoise. Awesome content. (laughs) Oh, duh. Also, movie trailers on YouTube. Movie trailers, music, like there's everything on YouTube. Like I said, I like but the how-to most videos. of the people. Yeah, me too. But I do love a good like music video, new Marvel commercial, and then all the dumb true crime stuff that I watch. Um, yeah, YouTube is interesting because there's a huge amount of people on it, but 
most of the people are watchers, not posters. So it's a little bit different that way. And boy, do they have opinions. <laughs> They're just, wow. Um, Twitter. Twitter is kind of interesting, um, this especially is one recently. That I don't know anything about. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have I, it. I, I don't know. I have a Twitter, and I really lost interest in it in like 2013 or 2014 when I went to college. Because my Twitter when I was in high school was. Like, I followed, like, a, a handful of people, and they were all from my high school. So, you know. We didn't have Twitter we horrible high when schoolers. I was in high school yeah. or college. On your back. You just had stone yeah, slates. Yeah, stone slates. Chisels. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty, that was in the early 2000s, it, wasn't it? It was not? correct. You're making yourself sound I really, so I really yeah. am, okay. but <laughs> I need to know that, I need to let you guys know that there are other people out there who understand the struggle that social media is. Um, and no joke, it is a struggle. When you miss a few years, it's a struggle. Well, and I think that there was a huge shift in the power and the prevalence of social media right around, like, 2010, 2011. I wasn't even living in the country. Because even at... It's crazy. I, I really... Where were you living? I was living um, in a small country called Dominica. <laughs> Um, in the Eastern Caribbean, there wasn't a lot there. Are you an illegal immigrant? I am not. No, we don't. I am. Are you sure? I'm sure. Yeah. Get your birth certificate. I had a visa right to be over there, yeah. um, and now I'm back. Like a ma- visa, Mastercard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You you didn't go with American Express. I, you I went with Visa. Did not. Actually, I went with cash. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. So she's rich too. I, old and rich. I am not Look old. Out, um, not that old. <laughs> anyway, we digress. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I feel like, um, I mean, you and I were 10 years apart. And in a lot of ways, it doesn't seem like that big of a gap. But in terms of technology, social media kind of stuff, it, it really is a big twist. Um, even like from me to my cousins that are 10 years younger than me, there's a huge shift in like where they put their attention. And I think it was around like 2010 or 2012 that social media really started to explode in more of a global way. Like like you said, it went from being a college platform to then you then you kind of had MySpace like 2006, 2007. I did have MySpace. Ish. That was fun. I think my MySpace is still active. I can't remember what is I called MySpace it. MySpace still active. Yeah, oh. I think yeah, I think they go more towards um. Like music or something now? I don't know. You always could but, put the yeah. music on your, like, I don't remember what it's called, but your profile. Yes. Oh, yeah, I saw <laughs> I saw a Gen Z, a Zoomer the other day say, oh, I wish that you can open somebody's Facebook page and their favorite song started playing. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, that's my space. Been there. But, Done I mean, that. there wasn't that much advertising on MySpace. There were no influencers. There was no, like, everyday mom and pop shop local businesses didn't use social media to really do anything because it wasn't that important and then over the last 10 years it's really just like if you're not on social media and you're not doing facebook ads what are you doing you know like why people spend i mean they'll your iphone tells you how much time you spend every day on facebook or social media apps it's like you spent six hours on social media today like jesus christ so i have that turned off on my phone. Uh, mine still shames me. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know. I put a timer on mine now because oh. I just, 
Yeah, it's a very long timer, but it's a timer still. Anyway, but yeah, Twitter was one of those that was kind of, you either have been into it the whole time or you never got into it and you probably never will. So you and I are kind of Polar on either side. That, yep. So yeah, I started Twitter in 2011 or 2012 and then was off it a lot in college and then recently kind of got back into it because um, depending on when you're listening to this episode it is May of 2022 and um, Twitter's there's a lot of drama with Twitter right now <laughs> so Elon Musk is doing his um, acquisition of Twitter which may or may not go through but there's been a huge I mean it brought me back to Twitter because things are interesting it's not just like a hate speech and everybody screaming at each other all over the place that's kind of what it turned into you know it used to be a way for celebrities or really popular people to tweet what they were thinking in the moment and it was kind of like hearing somebody like Taylor Swift casually say something that's just funny and or like what's the I feel like it's gotten very political uh, yeah it's really political and a lot of it's fake fake quote-unquote fake now just because the celebrities or the politicians and a lot of them don't really do any of the messaging themselves. They have a team that does it. So it's all very planned out because of how big social media has gotten. So it's not just like, Hey, um, well, that's, I mean, Elon Musk does all his own tweets, but for the most part, which I see on Facebook, all, they're hilarious. <laughs> yeah. You see on Facebook, like three days later, <laughs> that's what I've been trying to tell my dad too. He's like, Oh, did you see Elon Musk say such and such and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, three days ago, like you just get on Twitter and you'll see it's it. Just, but I don't want to join Twitter. Yeah. yeah. Twitter is mostly like between, you know, like Gen Z and older ish millennials. Now, what so about I'm kind of smack TikTok? in the middle of that. Like who is TikTok even, I don't ever see anybody actually advertising for anything on TikTok. Um, I see ads all the time on TikTok. Really? You just might not realize that they're ads. Oh, because there's you an know ad what? like every if it 10 says videos. Sponsored at the bottom, I just keep swiping. Okay. Uh -huh. All right. Yeah, same. But that's not an organic. So, but yeah. That's not an organic advert no. advert on there. Yeah. Um mostly like TikTok, you know, like Duolingo, they've gotten pretty good at figuring out like what um people want to see on TikTok, I guess. I mean, They've got a ton of likes, they've got millions of views and a lot of followers, so it's just, mostly that's going to be Gen Z, and then some millennials are going to be on TikTok. I've never bought anything from TikTok, but I do have a lot of friends, no, I don't have a lot of friends, that was a lie, um, I have a few people that I know that um, are like, oh my gosh, and these are all Gen Z people, they're like, oh my gosh, I got these shorts, I saw them on TikTok, I bought these shorts, and I'm like, okay. That's cool. Yeah, they were only $12. I got them on TikTok. Or, oh, I saw this one, um, like, thing f that'll cleanse my face and blah, 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 and I got it on TikTok. So it's mostly s products and services targeted to Gen Z and, um, like, I guess younger millennials. Honestly, yeah, it's TikTok is weird. And I, you know, go ahead and make one for your business if you want to. Um, but don't expect to really blow up. Um, as somebody who actually has blown up on TikTok, to my own horn, um, her had dog, nothing her to dog do with me. Blew up on yeah. <laughs> it was, really it was a really cute. Got like video. two million views. Yeah, it's funny. Um, there's there's no rhyme or reason to why some videos go popular and some don't. Like you're just 
everybody talks about the algorithm, but with TikTok, you really are at the mercy of the algorithm and what it says. And if it puts you into somebody's feed or not, TikTok is crazy. You could follow zero people on TikTok, which I do. I follow zero people. But it learns what you like and it learns what you search and it learns what you quote unquote want to see and it shows you that. So when you're looking at growing a following or growing a business, if it's not something that's directly targeted towards Gen Z people, then don't waste your time with TikTok because it's just, you know. But I have a question for you. You're into Pinterest, right? I love Pinterest. <laughs> I don't understand Pinterest. Oh, it's the most amazing um, thing ever. Yeah, we are on Pinterest and we do it. But personally, when I'm, I have no idea what's going on. My mom obsessed with it. Pretty much, I think I'm just, I don't know. I'm not saying it's for older people. There are a lot of people my age that are also on it. But I've never, um, I don't get it. So I don't understand how it for works. me, um, like we said in our official, what was it, our first first video? Not the, not the ideal client one, but the one before that. Um, I am more the face of the company and I do some creative work. I do all of our commodities work. So Pinterest for me is a diamond mind of ideas. So if I am stuck on a project and I can't figure out what I want to do with something, I go on Pinterest, type in what I'm working on, and then all these ideas come up and I can figure it out and move on. Um, my husband's company, he does um, indoor and outdoor balloon displays for car dealerships and events, stuff like that. So I have a pin. Big shot promos. Oh, big shot promos. Big shot promos. Their vice president is an adorable little Shih Tzu puppy named Kylo. Um, he's on there too. Just throwing that out there. He's adorable. The most important <laughs> member of that staff. Anyway, so for his company, I, I do both the posting, but I also pin to his account. So I'll go through and post things that we've done, different themes that we've done, different dealerships that we've done, uh, parties that we've done. But then I'll also start pin boards where I'm like, oh, you know, Christmas theme. This is cool. This is cool. I like this. And Pinterest just keeps keeps them coming. You know, you'll get through one page and there's multiple more. So that makes a lot of sense from like so it's like an idea area so that makes so let's say for instance if you're a plumber you might not initially think that that would be useful but I would actually like for our plumbing clients I would suggest that they get on Pinterest because you can show like okay different ways to renovate your bathroom and then just show a lot of ideas that way. Just coming from the HGTV side of it, because that's what my mom is all about. Obsessed with HGTV. She's like, you know, I think we're going <laughs> to renovate the house, and here's everything I want to do. I'm like, when are you going to do this? I don't know, but, like, I pinned it, and it's there. Yeah. And so you can kind of show. Yeah, I mean, that, that makes a lot of sense. And with, so Pinterest is pretty viable. Yeah, and with Pinterest, mm -hmm. you people can follow your boards, so you can set up different. So, for example, Christmas theme. Um, I can set up a board Christmas themes that we've done, and then I can set up a Christmas theme idea. People can follow those two boards and see all my pins, or they can follow me in my entirety, which is really cool. You get to pick what you want, but all these different things that you're choosing give you a much wider 
population of people that are seeing it, whether they're looking for ideas or they're trying to find somebody to do this for them, if that makes sense. Well, and one thing I saw with Pinterest, too, is you can follow general, like, categories of stuff. Right. You know, like, it's it's like, oh, I, you know, let's follow balloons. home improvement, follow yeah. stores. Yeah, like, um, what I like just from the business end, not from the user end, but from the business end of Pinterest, is you can put a link on every single post. So you can have your photo or your media, and it automatically where you pay f- whether you pay for it or not it'll automatically have a button on there to visit or learn more and you can click it and it sends so just like the conversion factor alone makes it worthy to just and do a pinterest and make your and post most there. of the photos like, no that matter what kind I of business up, like if you put a photo up on facebook and you click on the photo it just makes the photo bigger if you click on a photo on pinterest it will actually take you to the site so I can direct people exactly where I want them to go. Um, you know, which page on our website that I want them to visit, whether they're, you know, depending on what they're looking for. Yeah, so I think, yeah. I mean, I'm not a big user of Pinterest, but just from the marketing end of it, we have a lot of clients that use and have used Pinterest in the past. And whether it's organic or ads, they get a lot of views from it. Actually, a, a ton of visits to the website from it because of that exact reason. So, you know, you click the thing and it takes you to the website. Um, But yeah, I mean, there's tons of channels out there. I'm sure there's a new one added every day. You've got, you know, like things that we barely know anything about, like Discord, Twitch, uh, LinkedIn is is another one. Oh, I like LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah, LinkedIn is mostly like business Facebook, Mm -hmm. you know, like um, putting your resume out there for everybody to see and then just being as professional as you can and that's kind of relief you know Facebook yeah I mean I find LinkedIn kind of boring it's mainly because it's a lot of I guess the people I've quote-unquote connected with are very inspirational so I'm like so I get right (laughs) out of there but it's especially if you're a business to business type of company LinkedIn is great because if you're selling your services to other companies like we do, you definitely want to be on LinkedIn. Um, because that's kind of, if somebody's on LinkedIn, they're automatically in that work or business kind of mind. Um, so it's really good to also be on there. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, tons of channels out there. We'll just do a quick rapid fire. Facebook, you should be, any that we talk about, you should be on. You just, you'd need to be there. Just exist. If not anything, just exist and post stuff. Um, But in terms of where to, like, who to target on each platform, we would say Facebook is anybody 18 to 65 or older. So 18 plus, everybody. Uh, Instagram, about 18 to 49. So let's say millennials and then who's older than millennials? I don't know. Millennials to whoever's before them. Is it? Yeah, Gen X. Yeah. So, and then you've got YouTube, which is pretty much everybody. But it's okay. If you don't have any video content, don't make a YouTube channel. If you don't have any cool videos to share. But you should have videos on your website. Every Ideally, every company who has a website will have videos on their website. So you might need a YouTube channel. But YouTube, you know. Uh, Twitter, 18 to 29. 
Twitter is tough right now, especially with, like you said, political plus all the other weird stuff that's going on with it. But Twitter is there. Um, and I think TikTok can advertise is on it. about it's a little... the same as Twitter as far as age range goes. Yeah, like, it, yeah. TikTok and Twitter are both, like, Gen Z and then younger millennials, I would say. Um, and most of those people coming from a younger millennial... We don't have that much money, so don't waste money advertising to us, you know? Well, I waste all my money whenever I get it, so maybe I am a good... I'm a great consumer. Show me a cool ad or a video, and I'll buy it. Like, I don't even care. Um, anyway, so, yeah, but figure out who your ideal client is, figure out where they fit in that social platform, and then just create all of your content towards that social platform. <laughs>